Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Robots Radio presents The Cyberpunk Lorecast Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast Where style is just as important as substance Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games And other dystopian worlds I'm your host, Robots That sexy saxophone means it's time again for the cyberpunk lore cast. I rarely point out the saxophone, but I felt like it was appropriate being that this is the hundredth episode of the cyberpunk lore cast. Welcome, everybody. This is your host, Tom or robots welcoming you back. And holy crap, can you believe it's been a hundred episodes of this show? I can't. It feels like it was only yesterday that, that I started the show and we've been doing it now for a hundred episodes. And I have a very special episode for you guys this week. And uh, I hope I hope my throat gets through it. I, I'm sure you can hear it in my voice a little bit. I'm a little bit hoarse. Uh, I've got a little bit of a sore throat going on. But don't worry. I don't think you can get COVID through the microphone, through the Internet. I don't even know if I have COVID. But if I do, I apologize. But I don't think you're going to get it. But it's a very special episode this week because I have two awesome guests with me for the first time on this show. And let's just go ahead and introduce them. The first guest is my source for YouTube's information about cyberpunk and fallout a guy who's been killing it with his youtube channel over the last few years juicehead juicehead welcome to the show how's it going great thanks for having me yeah Yeah, man happy to be here i like to i like to call you mr head is that still okay yeah no it's perfectly allowed awesome permitted (laughs) awesome awesome (laughs) yeah man you've been you've been focusing a lot on cyberpunk news and fallout news Mm -hmm. over the last well, uh, cyberpunk news over the last year or two since we've year, been getting yeah, 13 months. Yeah. 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 So uh, thank you for joining my show and, and um, being on here. And I'm, I'm excited to get some of your input and some of your thoughts on this, because I know you've been thinking about the game a lot in the last year yeah. and, and yeah. you know, digging into the news and what's coming. So we're going to we're going to get into that. But I have another another guest here, a guy who I think is one of the funniest people on YouTube, super entertaining. And he's somebody who's always just going to tell you exactly how it is. He's a shoot straighter, a shoot straighter, a straight shooter. Yeah, my throat is definitely messing me up today. Uh, Kev DeWitt is on the show. Kev, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for shoot straighting. And um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you're you're a fan of the game as well. I know that you recently yeah. went back and took a, a look at the game after a year of it being out and gave some yeah. thoughts on it as well. You, you did a video about that. So, um, guys, let's let's kick this off because I want to hear your opinions about this game and where it's come in the last year, the community, the feelings about the community, the feelings about the game and where you think it's going. But let's take this one piece at a time. What this game launched just over a year ago and we all know it was a mess. It was a mess. They did an amazing job marketing a game that didn't actually come out. Right. They said like, hey, it's going to have all this stuff in it or at least led us to believe that. And then the thing that actually shipped barely ran on some of the consoles. (laughs) It it got got banned from the PlayStation store. 
And unless you had a, like a high end PC or one of the new Xboxes or whatever, you basically had a, a very difficult time playing it. And there were a lot of things that were missing. What was what were your initial feelings when the game launched? Who wants to go first? Well, let's start with Juice. Um, I I remember because I immediately remember going through, and I think Kev, you went through this too with the whole. There was like that review code debacle oh. where, and it like because yeah. I remember they like were handing out review codes, and they're like, I don't know, it wasn't confirmed <laughs> I was getting a review code, but then yeah. it was like the game was like coming out in like. 48 hours and there were still yeah. no review codes and then there was like the whole thing remember they a bunch of outlets published reviews and they got like early review codes but they couldn't show gameplay then yeah. and then i remember i got my review code for cyberpunk i want to say it was like 16 hours before the game went live or something ridiculous and i was <laughs> yeah. like all right so plenty of time I'm not reviewing. plenty like, of time to review a game right yeah, especially a game this big yeah, <laughs> yeah like, so oh, i remember yeah. like Fine. that alone was like all right this is not a good sign like this is a disastrous first step for the company mm -hmm. so and that review code uh correct me if i'm wrong but was from an even earlier version of the game than the one that launched if i can butt in there were codes before the codes mm -hmm. that juice and i got um mm -hmm. actually i was talking to somebody uh, a couple weeks ago about this they actually played the earlier build and okay. they said it was a different game they said they did not play the same game that came out oh wow so yeah okay maybe that's what yeah, i had heard yeah is that is that yeah. like some of the early ones that went out were actually very very different or very early builds that were significant a lot of things that were in those actually got stripped out yep yeah that was like wasn't there like an on disc version like if you yes. didn't connect your playstation yeah. to the internet or something then you'd have like wasn't it like vet street vendors were in the inspecting objects were in the game but then oh and like the live version that's not a thing or something like that yeah i heard about that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. So do you remember um, doing your reviews for this when it came out? I oh. didn't really like I just kind of yeah. talked about stuff as it evolved. Like I, right. I didn't do like even still, I really haven't done like a dedicated review really. Right. Of it. Right. But what was what was your what was your initial opinion, though? What how did you feel when you I remember, actually got like, to play it? I still vividly remember the first like I don't know, maybe five minutes. It, there was like bugs everywhere, like stupid bugs. But it was like a bunch of dude. I did like, I think it was the corpo start, and there was a bunch of dudes in the bathroom, and then they were like smoking cigarettes, and they walked away, and the cigarettes were just there floating, and there was like all a bunch of like <laughs> stupid little bugs. And like, oh god, this is not off to a great start. But yeah, there's a lot of like bugs that first time and then like the thing with like uh, what jackie instead of pulling the chip out of his head it was like a gun or something <laughs> like in that the intro i remember and then there's a bunch of memes about that but yeah a lot of dumb bugs on that first day i remember yeah yeah kev do you have any any funny memories from the beginning oh see it just yeah it just flows um because i didn't do i didn't do an actual review until i played it for about 100 hours because i knew it was going to be extensive but man i remember because actually i jumped into juice's stream the day that the codes were the game the game was launching actually yeah. that day and i yeah. jumped in and i'm like did you get your copy because they, they like i was emailing back and forth with these guys and they're like yeah. oh it, it'll be there soon it'll be there soon i think i got my review copy about half an hour before the game actually launched <laughs> so it was plenty of time to, <laughs> to capitalize yeah. but it was i remember in the same mission where you know uh when jackie uh the champ and everything there's an elevator at going down to the parkade and i remember going into the elevator and things just started happening there was a guy that like spawned in the elevator and then just started bouncing from like ceiling <laughs> to floor and i was like standing back it was hitting jackie jackie was all over the place this guy's body parts because the, the gore in the game is crazy they're just exploding and it's just gore all over i was like <laughs> what's happening yeah this yeah. is terrifying but yeah that was like it was good. It was good Content. times. It was good time. I had a similar uh, situation in an elevator where I was, I had triggered the enemies and the, the uh, I guess it was the security of the building was coming after me. Mm -hmm. And I opened up the elevator to try to get away in order to go in the elevator and go up to a different floor. And the enemies, instead of coming down in the elevator, the elevator opened up and there was like, the elevator car was there for me to get into. But the enemies just started spawning in the elevator. 
like <laughs> over and over and over and over again. So it became a meat grinder of me just shooting the enemies as they spawned <laughs> and just dead bodies and dead bodies piling and piling and piling until eventually oh, the game just man. crashed because there was just too much geometry and, <laughs> wow. and crap. Yeah, it was That's funny. It was a mess. But yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so so that I mean that was the initial game. Um were you guys able to get through the playthrough? Did you come in, across any game breaking bugs? Did you have to start over? Couple quests I couldn't finish. Um meet oh, who was it? For Johnny's date, you had to go back to the afterlife to get ready for the date and the characters were all standing there and you get out and I I tried to talk to them and they'd be like well, I mean, you know, I, I'm ready to go. And then I'm like, all right, let's get in my car. And they just stand there. And so I actually never progressed, which means I never met um, any of the characters in the Johnny hand storyline. I never did any of that. And so there's a couple of quest lines that weren't essential to completing the game mm-hmm. that I couldn't actually get through. Yeah. But, yeah. But the main, yeah. the main quest line you were able to finish. Yeah. 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 I don't think I had any, like I'm trying, I had like a bunch of dumb bugs. But like on my actual playthrough, I don't think because I'm trying to remember, I remember like covering it like other people having issues, but like, I don't think I actually had those issues. Yeah. Well, because like, hey. I remember there was like a few quests early on, especially like I know tons of people had issues with the Delamain quest, where uh-huh. like one of the calves, like it just wouldn't register. But I don't think I actually had that. That was just something other people had. And I remember like covering a video of it or something, but yeah, yeah no, yeah. I was mostly okay. Bug wise, or at least game breaking bug wise early on right right and you guys play what what uh systems did you play it on pc I pl- yeah i played on pc all on pc yeah that's probably well there why. was no at least well for <laughs> to his 30 minute earlier review code it was only available on the review codes for only pc yeah. No. But, yeah wow wow so did you what was your what was your experience with the game over the last year did you jump back in after certain patches did you give it another playthrough how long did it like take you to to play through it again did you try the other uh experiences out with the different starting uh life paths like like how did how did as as a game player not necessarily a content creator how did you end up engaging with the game uh i've um i've officially as of a couple days ago beat the game five times um a couple of them speed runs where i just didn't care and i just broke the game and like i exploited and then just to see if everything was still a problem and the last one which was kind of for my year and one year later video just to show people where it's at right now mm-hmm. it was definitely it's funny because they had their big updates but every update they released just breaks the games another way so i uh, i found <laughs> that even even playing through it again, there's so many things. I was having to restart my game and do stuff, and it was it was still a bit painful. But I could actually 100% complete it that time. So, yeah. Now I only ever like did one proper playthrough, and then I have like a bunch where like I played like a quarter of the game or a half of the game, and then I'll like download someone else's save game to do one of the different endings. So I could try out the different endings, mm-hmm. but I did like one full and proper playthrough. And I did like half a playthrough on an Xbox. Mm-hmm. That was brutal. And like was 25 <laughs> FPS, a third Ooh. of the time. Ooh. But yeah, no, I've only, but I, over the past year, I've like, mostly I've just been messing with mods and like, I, I've never, I haven't sat down and done a complete additional playthrough, but I would like, load up ones towards the end of the game, redo an ending or do like middle early. I have like all different saves I'll mess around in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. whenever I try to start on a new game, the, the hardest part for me is getting through the cutscenes and some of the dialogue yeah. stuff that slows it down Yeah. because it's like, yeah. oh, I know what this guy's going to say. I know what mm-hmm. this scene is. And you know, that's the part where I, one of the things I'm hoping for, and we'll get to this on the second half of the show is for like a new game plus where you can just kind of skip over that stuff because yeah like we know the story like just let me let you know like let me live in the world a little bit let me just go do some things and shoot things and collect some guns and maybe try a higher difficulty or whatever yeah you know i just want to skip that stuff um so speaking of the gameplay and the story aspects of the game like the actual let's get into the gaminess of it what what things did you enjoy the most about cyberpunk 2077 where do you feel like it really holds up as a game do you feel like there's things that they really did well yeah i mean i feel like the city 
is pretty much unparalleled. Like, I can't think of another game with a city environment that is as, like, good as Night City. Like, there's there's issues. Like, there's a bunch of doors you can't go in, you know, no, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, even still, even with, like, its faults, I feel like the city is, like, I don't know. I don't, like, because, like, there's a lot of games that try and do a city or have, like, a pseudo city. But, like, Night City, when you, like, are in the middle of it, it really feels like you're in, like, a legit city right now. Yeah. Which is, yeah, pretty special. The cars too. I um I don't know why, but I yeah. just took a liking to look at the cars in the past year, and they're it, like the detail. It just feels unlike anything almost else in the entire game. The guns are like very well detailed as well. But when you sit into a car in that game, it's it's unreal how much it feels like a car, but a car that is you know fifty years in the future, and you're like yeah. Dang, like it's just like it looks good it feels good the detail i actually tried it out in vr and i could really, oh, <laughs> I could really wow. look at those cars and i'm like the the amount of detail and you know the windows and everything just unreal detail in the cars and stuff and the, and the driving is not as good but <laughs> <laughs> like, the cars are really fun <laughs> yeah it's cool when you sit in a car in real life like when you sit in like a uh like an electric vehicle like a tesla or yeah. something and you get in it and it feels like it's a cockpit like it's a spaceship yeah. or something and those have that kind of feeling to it you know you sit in it and yeah. especially when you can't see out the windows and all of a sudden they go and they yeah, just like yeah. clear yeah. up like that kind of stuff or there's yeah. not actually yeah. a steering wheel you know like that kind of thing um yep. yeah and and to your point of the city there's one of the things that always strikes me especially when i take time off from the game and i'm playing some other stuff and then i come back and jump in is there's there's a mood there's like a vibe to the world and it's not just the music and it's not just the art but it's even it even happens when you're just driving around the city there's this yeah this feeling that they nail and it's not it's hard, something that's very hard to put in words because mm -hmm. it's it's not like saying yeah it's like driving around in blade runner because it's not but Night City is different. It, Night City mm -hmm. is not Blade Runner in a video game. It's not. Um, it's not any specific movie in a video game. It is unique to itself. It is specifically Cyberpunk 2077, Night City. But it there's this vibe and there's something very cool about it, even though even though you're still like wearing whatever the best gear is you can find and none of it matches <laughs> and you look like a like a trash hobo from the future like it there's still something that's just super slick and cool and it just yeah. feels good regardless of any of the bugs. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like it does a pretty good job at, at least on PC, because I guess there actually is a bunch of NPCs walking around and a bunch of cars, but like, when you're in like a dumpier area per se, like you could tell, or like when you're in a bougier area, like you could just kind of like the, I don't know, all, like almost, it's almost like all of the aesthetics around you change, which is really well. It almost reminds me of like in fault 76, the different, um, like the different segments of Appalachia where like, you're not going to confuse the mire with the forest. Like they have completely mm -hmm. different vibes. It's not mm -hmm. as exaggerated in night city, but you could like the different districts. You could really tell the difference, whether it be like how urban it is or who's around you and that stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pacifica doesn't feel like the, yeah. you know, one of the others that like they all very specifically feel like their own area. What um, about the badlands? What do you, what do you think about the badlands? It's interesting. I don't know. It's my least favorite of yeah. the areas I, but it's like it's just kind of there i don't know <laughs> i always try to drive through sections of the badlands where there's lots of rocks and things and then yeah. i'm always like screw it i'm getting my motorcycle out and i'm gonna use that instead yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do you feel about the badlands i um i don't know what it is but i just did not like it i felt like they just if you go from like this amazing city that's just like this is unreal to this area of the map that feels like you can't go like two, you know, two miles and see anything. And yeah. you know, there is culture out there. Like the characters are like, like the different segments of the city, but it's, it feels like it's like over half the map is out there, but it's just the same stretch. And, you know, you look at the road and you see all those like cars that are like yeah. <laughs> paper. Uh <-huh. laughs> I was like, Oh boy. Um, I don't know. I felt like 
it was just, I guess it is supposed to kind of be LA based a bit with the whole desert off to the side, but I just felt, man, you go into the city and there's that, um, in the, in the nice part of the city downtown, there's that almost that jungle, uh, down it's sunk into the city with ponds. I'm like, man, the trees and the textures and stuff they put in there. It felt like there's so much <laughs> you hit the badlands. It's just, it's just nothing. Yeah. 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 I, I totally get it. And it doesn't help that, like you're saying, in the distance, you can see cars that don't actually exist. Yeah. And they're just like the 2D sprites of like lights moving at a distance. And then you yeah. get close to them and there's nothing there. Like <laughs> I was looking at that there. today as I was filming a video. And like I, I was like, if I think if the game didn't have like the built in zoom that you could easily do, it wouldn't be a huge issue because it yeah. was like mm-hmm. if you're not zoomed in, you can't really tell. But then yeah. like always I'd be like, oh, look at that car. And I'd zoom in. I'm like, oh that's like a, a paper cutout it's like <laughs> yeah. he just, and he just yeah. disappears as he gets closer to me it's like oh yeah it looks uh, pretty bad but yeah 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 so mm-hmm. what other aspects of the game do you think they they did well how do you how do you feel about say the story do you think the story holds up i i was talking about this a bit more because after I, I was playing through it again i really noticed how much of a difference the game was after you know you go through the whole jackie sequence uh, then Johnny comes in and it, it's weird. Cause the game gives off. It's almost like a mass effect two to mass effect three vibe. You go from the beginning and mass effect two, you have all these choices. You can say whatever you want, do whatever you want. And because it's going to impact the third game. But once you get out of that sequence and you start getting into the Johnny stuff, it feels like none of your choices matter. You can like a couple here and there. will like, you know, you can dictate if somebody lives or dies, try to convince somebody of something, but it doesn't end to any real avail. It doesn't change anything. It's just like, instead of them dying, uh, you know, they lived or whatever. And, and, and that's it. It's just kind of end of story. That's it. There's nothing mm-hmm. to add to it. Right. Yeah. yeah or no. it's good. Otherwise. Yeah. I, I like completely agree. Like I, I have the same issues where like, even I remember when I first did my live stream, I was trying to do like an evil playthrough. And like, as I got into like the game, I was like, that's just like not a thing. Like no. there is not really, you could like be more of a mean person in dialogue, but it's like the exact same outcome. There's yeah. no, like, like I remember earlier, I wanted to kill jo- uh, not Johnny. I want to kill Jackie and like, just take <laughs> the trip for myself. And I was like, yeah. that would be cool. But you can't do anything like that. Like you, basically always have to partner up with Jackie feel bad after he dies and then meet up with Jack. like those major story notes. You always have to go through in a very similar way. You just might yeah. say slightly different things along the way. Yeah. Well, yeah. from a developer who made games like the Witcher three, it's kind of on track with that. Like yeah. in the Witcher three, you can't really deviate too, too far from Geralt's basic personality. Now the yeah. ending can be better or worse, but it's still the same yeah. ending mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. I mean, it's different things happen with different characters, but you still yeah. go like your like to your point, you still go through the same story beats. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't just all of a sudden choose to kill Siri. <laughs> like, yeah. <right. laughs> well, I feel like a lot of that, uh, what opinions fly around around the whole choice thing is when they were talking about the game, because I actually went back and rewatched all the trailers again to see, okay, what exactly did they say this game was going to be? And you know, you have the whole, you know, oblivion NPCs. They they were all supposed to be on a schedule, but Mm -hmm. nobody is. They just walk around in circles. And um, I think the big one was that this, the game was supposed to have a very malleable story. It was supposed to be, you know, you were supposed to influence it as a character. You're, You're supposed to make night city feel like it was your own, they always said you know burn the city down all that yeah, and right. it's like no you just you end the game one of you know four routes and and then you, you head on out of there <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's basically it yeah. yeah yeah and even i feel like on like the side quests it's a thing which i think that was almost where it was more disappointing like the main story all right whatever you have like the major story beats you have to hit but then like these side characters like I don't know. Even like, I, I think of like probably one of the most popular side quests is like the parallels quest where you like are investigating what's going on with that guy. I think he's running for mayor and the couple. And it's like, I've done it like three or four times and I've tried all the different choices and it's kind of exactly the same every time they mm-hmm. always end up mad at you and you get the angry text at the end. And like, I don't know. Yeah. On like some of those side experiences, the linearity was uh, almost felt more and a bit more disappointing. Do you think that this is a an inherent problem with 
um, pre-built voiced protagonists in games. And, and I know you guys have a lot of experience and uh, I, this calls to other other examples. The differences between, say, Fallout 3 and New Vegas and Fallout 4 or something like Skyrim and, you know, something like The Witcher. You have mm-hmm. in, in one example, you have a non-voiced protagonist and a character that you make from scratch. And mm-hmm. that character is anything you want it to be, and you can make whatever choices you want. And if you go back to like even older Bethesda games, things like Morrowind, oftentimes you can even kill like critical NPCs and completely cut out whole sections of the game that you'll never yeah. ever get to see. And you have all yeah. of this freedom, which they try to limit you with more now because they yeah. they realize that that's frustrating if somebody doesn't realize that they just you know eliminated twenty percent of the game that they'll never ever get to see. Um, mm-hmm. But then you have the more recent, say, Bethesda game, something like Fallout 4, where you have a voice protagonist. And for the most part, you kind of have to go on certain there's certain endings and there's certain paths. Yeah. And you're much more limited. But even Fallout 4, like you can kill everyone but the Minutemen, mm-hmm. like immediately. Mm-hmm. Like you could just shoot dance on site. You could kill father as soon as you meet him. You could yep. destroy the railroad. I, it's like my, one of my most viewed yeah. videos is doing yeah. that actually. But, <laughs> right. Y- yeah. Like, I, I mean, where like in cyberpunk there, like, I think that was a big thing to me. Like, I just wanted to like kill people. I don't know. I was trying yeah. to go for like a massacist. Just play burn, the, burn the city down. Yeah. yeah literally. Yeah. Like I wanted to yeah. just be like a horrible person. And I like didn't really have an outlet to do that, which I don't know if that's, it's not like a bad game. Like it's not, it's still a fun, interesting, compelling story, interesting city. And I don't know if it's just like, because I typically cover Bethesda games that I had that expectation or hope, or I think yeah. partially the marketing of the game led me towards that expectation or hope where uh, I don't think it like delivered, but it's still an enjoyable game. Even without that, it just, for me, that's like one of the big things that I feel like it was lacking from a story perspective, at least. Yeah. Well, and when you do like when you do bring it up, because there are some voiced, you know, games like I once again, I bring up Mass Effect where it's all in the tone of how they present what's going on and what you're saying. Right. So like, um, you know, my wife and I are playing through the Mass Effect, but we're being a pretty nice person. And and even when they when they talk to other people, mm-hmm. they convey that kind even though Shepard is a bit more gruff around the edges, they, they do show that that nice. You can see that nice side of them. And then when you're a psychopath you're a psychopath and yeah. everyone hates you and you very yeah. much so you know convey that and that's where cyberpunk felt weird because your character no like no don't get me wrong i loved v i loved all that like the characters in the game were very well done the stories were fantastic but v comes across as naturally um very almost uh passively aggressive constantly no matter what you say so uh, there were so many lines of dialogue where i'm like oh this one and then my character's like screw you i'm like that's not (laughs) that's not what i meant no please (laughs) so it's like yeah it's the conveying of you know the voice and stuff i feel like is a big and that's what fallout 4 also did well you can you can kind of hear it in the voice of a nice guy versus not such a nice guy right no that's that's a good point that's a good point It, it does feel like it's a little bit more walled a little yeah, bit more yeah. limited. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a inherently a horrible thing though. Cause no, like, I even no. feel like cyberpunk probably has some of the most memorable characters of any game I've ever played. Like yep. on that front from the story, like, yep. and like, I feel like it did a super good job at like, I actually got to like know those people. Like they're like people I knew throughout the story where a lot of games I think struggle with that, or they're just like a character. But in cyberpunk, yeah. there's people like you feel strongly about them one way or another after mm-hmm. like the quest or whatever. It texts them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. 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 Do you think yeah. that's a trade off is that because it's a little bit more walled, they are able to build out the characters a little bit more fully. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I would yep. say. Yeah. 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 So V isn't who you want him or her to be like she's or she or he is much more um, a character that you are playing mm-hmm. with a couple of options. Right. Yeah. Right. You're just kind of nudging V along. Yeah. But yeah. V's still V, regardless yeah. of what you choose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Um. So before we get to the mid show, one last thing. How do you feel about the combat? Because in general, it starts off fairly balanced, but of course, it. Everybody <laughs> knows. It's pretty broken. It gets really easy very quickly for anybody for any. Let me put some caveats around this for anybody who's played shooting games or combat games in general. 
once you get up a few levels, you've min maxed your character a little bit, and you're and if you're playing on normal, you start just you know capping dudes in the head and lopping heads off fairly quickly. Yeah. Is that did you guys feel like you had that same experience? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> What did you do? Did you did you just go with it? Did you raise the difficulty level? What? How did you deal with that? I couldn't raise it any higher. No, <laughs> yeah. it was. They've made it more difficult now. Like I noticed when I went back in, the enemies play much more aggressively. So you need to you need to as well. But there's still builds out there that just they're just nasty. Yeah, I I've modded the game and like played with a lot of mods. Which like, cause it's the same thing with like fallout four. And I think most games like this in general, I love the, uh, like the high stakes gameplay where it's like, I'll die in like three shots, but every enemy dies in like two, three, like yeah. basically anti bullet sponge. And like yeah. that I, I've tweaked and played around with that somewhat in cyberpunk. And I want to do like the next playthrough, probably after the next big update, I want to do a full playthrough on that. But that I think is a mm-hmm. ton of fun. And it like totally turns the balance on its head because basically everything's relevant, but then everything's relevant against you also. Yeah. But on my first playthrough, yeah. I mean, it's like once you hit mid game, you're just like, all right, whatever yeah. you picked is just really good. Right. So strong. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you basically don't have to worry. You just kind of can march into any situation. Just like you're the Terminator at that point. It's fun. Yeah. It is yeah. fun, but yeah, <laughs> it's just easy. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. And then there's like some enemies that just like, which I, I like made a video it's like actually uh, from a guy did like a 78 page report where he made a bunch of mods Ooh. and he like he did a 78 page report he released it a couple months ago on like all kinds of stuff that he discovered that are interesting or broken etc in the game and like one of the things he found was there are just some enemies that basically deal no damage to you and like <laughs> then like so then i was like looking for it today and you'll notice like all right in this group of, I forget, I think it was like Valentinos I was fighting. The dudes with the shotguns could stand next to them on the hardest difficulty and like they could not touch me. Meanwhile, the dude with the SMG, three shots from the SMG, 80% of my health was gone. Uh-huh. But it was like, uh, that was an interesting thing balance wise. And they have like a lot of that throughout the game where it's like certain enemy types were just irrelevant where other ones were like super strong all of a sudden. Yeah, it's well, like the math disappear, is, right? It's like the math yeah. is totally messed up in the way it calculates yeah. damage. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it it's the whole thing just needs to be revamped. Um yeah. yeah. And there are some mods out there that try to rebalance that. I, I've definitely mm-hmm. taken a look at some of those. Um yeah, that, I've had the same experience. And it's just like, yeah, just fine, just, just kill everybody. It's fine. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't I'm I'm not playing this because it's, you know, Call of Duty or something. I'm playing yeah, this exactly. because it's it's yeah. cyberpunk. Uh but it would be cool to have a more balanced experience uh, one of the things i did early on when it came out is i put out a few different build videos because you know I, I dabble in videos too i mostly do podcasts but I dabble in videos and the videos did really well but oh, it really? didn't take me very long to realize that like you don't really need build videos for this no, game it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't really matter that much so yeah. It, yeah. It, they became more focused on like like just building out a character for role play reasons than for mm. min maxing and damage reasons so yeah. I have like a Genji build, you know, like if you want to make yeah. Overwatch's Genji in because he's kind of cyberpunk, you know, so here's what you what I would do, that kind of thing. But right. That was Although it. I feel like it does do a good job of like, like the tools at your disposal for combat and cyberpunk. Super fun. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. the different cyberware quick ha- or like chaining quick hacks to using cyberware to then switching to a melee. Like there's a lot of fun you could just have in like the sandbox style of like killing people yeah great time yeah i can i can imagine a much more balanced version where relying on knowing what skills you have and using them at the right time would feel really good because you're going up against a squad of like five dudes and you know that those five guys are going to be you know difficult (laughs) like like an actual challenge and you're going okay if i quick hack that one i sneak up on that one i snipe that one in the head and then i bounce some bullets off this thing maybe i can take those four guys out now i just have to deal with this one guy right here you know or whatever um Mm -hmm. that sounds cool and i think that's probably more what they were going for but they just never really hit the balance yeah Yeah, like that game would be so much slower which i think would be fun where like versus now you kind of just like 
you're hopping around with your double jump and then put cocaine, <laughs> like doing 360 headshots on people. Pausing time every two seconds. Yeah. And getting yeah behind ex- everybody. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell you what, think about what things both you're expecting because there's been a lot of rumors out there about what's coming in this next patch, which who knows? It might be only a few weeks out. We don't know. Uh, unless you guys know something I don't, but you probably can't tell us um, if you do. Um, and what things you're hoping they're going to be doing for this game and for the franchise moving forward. So be thinking about that while we take a break. And I've got to thank our patrons. So we'll be right back. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, so here we are in the middle of the show and I get to thank our patrons, specifically all 19 of you. We've got 19 patrons right now and let's see, we've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of you who are tier tier four patrons, which means you guys can join me coming up on the 30th. So that's uh, just a week and a half away from this recording in order to join us for the patron chat episode at the end of the month. So. The 30th, that's a Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. So thank you again to all of our patrons. And if we've uh, if I've done anything on the show to help you get through your workday, your workout, your drive to work or taking your dog to the vet because, you know, dogs need to go to the vet. And one dog keeps on licking the weird bump on on her leg and it's weirding you out because it's kind of like a mole. but It's not a mole. It's gross. And. If you listen to podcasts while doing that, then go to patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast and maybe you'll find a tier with stuff that you like and you can help support the show, including the bottom tiers, which gets you ad free episodes or tiers like tier four, where you can join us on future episodes of the show and even get T-shirts, which are already going out to our patrons. And I would love to see pictures if you guys got your T-shirts in. I know some of some of you have. So I'd love to see your shirts. If you want to send us some pictures, you can post them on the Robots Radio Discord. I'd love to see that. And also... Um, let's see. We don't, oh, we do have a new, do we have a new review? Uh, I didn't pull this up. I was so excited to talk to these guys. I didn't actually pull it up. I don't think we have any new reviews. Nope. No new reviews right now, but if you want to help us out and leave us a rating and a review on Apple podcasts, five star ratings and reviews will be read out on future episodes of the show. And a reminder that Spotify now has the ability to leave ratings as well. You just got to scroll to the top and look underneath the name and the description and you'll see a little section there where you can leave a little five-star review and we'd really appreciate that because all of that stuff helps push out the show to other people who might be interested in listening to the show so thanks again to everybody and thank you especially to our patrons you help us make sure that this is a priority and that we continue doing the show and i really do appreciate it all right let's move on with the rest of the show All right, guys, we're back and man, I'm excited for whatever's coming. I don't know what this patch is going to hold. It has been what, five months? It will be maybe five months since the last yeah. big patch. Yeah, ish. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, last big ones end of August. Oh, yeah. more than that. It might it might so be technically the last six, the seven last months? patch at all was September, but the last major patch august yeah so this is a lot of work i know that so a few things i know that they've been gearing up they've been hiring for the studio they've replaced some individuals there they've hired some of the modders Mm -hmm. to work on the stuff um they've been very quiet about what they're actually working on we Mm -hmm. know that there's dlc coming we know that they've pushed back the upgrades for um the new systems the new consoles so there's some stuff we can expect like and if you're they playing, change the name because five is more impressive than four apparently oh way more yeah that's dumb 1.5 they skipped a point four, right yeah kind of like which, windows yeah. 8 going to windows yeah. 10 right yeah. there was no nine <laughs> right so 
what do you think? What do you think this patch is going to do? I know there's rumors out there. Do you think the rumors are true? Because I, I for anybody who doesn't know what the rumors are, we're not going to recap them now. I did that on a previous episode. I know you guys have talked about the rumors, but do you, do you think there's any credibility to the rumors that have been out there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you think we're getting, some. you think we're getting things like uh, hair salons and the yeah. ability to transmog stuff yep. and stuff like yeah, that. Probably. Okay. Are there, are yeah. there some of those rumors you think are more credible than others? Like what, what do you think we'll definitely get? Well, I feel like when it comes to stuff like, you know, hair salon transmogs, I think I would like to think those are just givens because the, those are probably the most vocal things of updates that anybody's wanted and everybody asked for it the entire last year. Right. And it just never came. And I feel like, um, a lot of people like, you know, that you've got so many people that want those little details to just make their experience. Cause what art, you know, what cyberpunk is at the end of the day is, is a very self-made experience. Even if you're in first person, you want to look the part, you want the cool jacket with the beams around the side and you want to not, you know, sport pink motorcycle pants all the time. <laughs> right. It looked like you're wearing a trash bag. Yeah. 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 Uh, one of the things I've said regularly on the show is that so many people, talk about wanting to feel like they're living in that world. They want to mm -hmm. live in the city. They want to play their character and role play like they live in the city. Yeah. And anything that they can add to this game to let people do that is going to make the community a lot happier. Yeah. Yeah. It also just seems like like transmog or like a hair salon is such an e not that's easy necessarily from a developer. It's not particularly difficult. Like what you have to add in a storefront that opens up the character editor menu that's already in the game like mm, uh, right. and then you get like what a hundred headlines like cdpr finally adds character customers or whatever into cyberpunk so right. comparatively like, like yeah yeah you know, as not as a non -de non-developer comparatively yeah. adding that to a game rather than creating like a whole new section or whole new quest with voiced protagonists like the, the level of development for each of those things is considerably different. Yeah, it's like a low-hanging fruit there that they could easily yeah. or relatively easily knock out, or at least I hope they do. I mean, yeah, if we don't even get that, I don't know. Yeah, rough yeah. sign. Right. Well, like, and well, they're teasing so many things on top of that, though, too, that, like, the one mod that really took my attention was you could work for a trucking company and you went to the place, you, you bought your truck, you could upgrade it. It was actually unreal. And then you'd go do jobs around town and you could tow vehicles that were whatever. And uh, I remember seeing that mod and being like, wow, this has no place in like the cyberpunk world that they made, but it fits so well. It's just, it's like you're, you go to your shift at McDonald's, it, you're just <laughs> yeah. making money. Right. And, and I, I really enjoyed that. And somebody there was a rumor out there that was talking about um, there would be something similar to that coming a, a job, a part-time job you could pick out. Like why well, I, that's not shooting people, but it sounds so fun. So I'm hoping stuff like that, you know, the fishing to Skyrim, you know, yeah, just that yeah. stuff. Yeah. But living in the world stuff. Yeah, exactly. The, the things you yeah. would do if you're living in the world, that doesn't just include shooting baddies, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. What about, what about like customizing your apartment or buying a different apartment? Yes. Or cars or cars with a garage. Like, why not yeah. have a place where you can showcase the things that you own? Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. But I feel like they could do apartment skins like that'd be an easy like I don't yeah. like you're buying a different look for your apartment. I mean, there's a ton of mods that do that already, and they're really popular mods, which based on the fact that they hired modders, they're probably aware of what mods are popular also. Mm -hmm. So it seems like another one that's like you know, it's not the most difficult thing for them to add. It's not like a fundamentally new feature, just a different look for your apartment. Right. Yeah, you know. I agree. Now, one of the big controversial things has been the whole, well, the police don't chase you thing oh, and yeah. some of the responses to that. Um, and then the whole system with the gangs and this idea that like the gangs don't necessarily remember you or you can't really you know, raise or lower your status with the different gangs based on the missions that you've done or who you've killed. Mm -hmm. What do you think about those? You think those will be a thing at some point? 
They briefly talked about in, in one of the rumors, obviously it's all up in the air right now, with um, Pacifica, a large portion of Pacifica, the stadium out back where it's like inaccessible map right now, potentially becoming a, a gang war between a couple yeah. different factions that you can yeah. raise and lower your, your reputation. And like, that's, that's good. I feel like in the way that they were describing it, though, it's going to section itself off into this own little area. And I feel like that might not be as... Because then it's going to feel like its own little mini game almost, and it's not really going to have any outside world, you know, consequences. I, I well, I'd, I'd assume not. They, it might, but something like that. If they they would need to make it worldwide and and have the cops potentially be a part of that, because I feel like the cops, you know, I, I went back and you know I was playing Saints Row, I was playing Sleeping Dogs, and and games where the cops chase you, they hit different. They, they just, yeah, it just no, feels good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it makes you more careful about what you're doing. Yeah. Like, yeah, you feel like, oh, crap, I got to be careful because when you can just dodge around two corners and then you're done, you're fine. Yeah. It doesn't really feel like there's any real stakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like cops plus vehicles also like solves several issues or like because like not only do people want like car chases because like, why not? I would love to be chased throughout and like. And they have to take out though. If they add that, they have to remove those stupid turrets that like oh. blow your car up in two hits. Cause like four star is just, it's just death. Yeah. 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 That has gotten me so many times, but yeah. Adding in police that can chase you, but then also like that seems like the solution to uh, like how they just spawn in the distance. Like instead they could just drive up, Roll which up. like would be make infinitely more sense and fit right in. And then if you get in your car, they could hopefully get back in their car and chase you away. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. And yeah. Here, here's the thing. And again, I'm not a developer. I don't work for a video game company. I've worked in and around technology stuff. And I've worked for a company that worked tangentially, like connected to video game developers where I've even like managed projects back and forth with game developers before. But again, I'm not a game developer. If I were in their shoes and this was something I really wanted to do, this isn't a problem that other companies haven't solved before, right? Yeah. yeah. There are game developers out there, companies, and even just individuals who have worked on systems like this that are able to be hired <laughs> to, to like, if they really wanted to do this and they feel like this is something that the community would really like and would benefit them, they could hire the people or a team to do it and implement it in the game. And I know that that's a complicated thing and they have to work it into the engine and they have to make sure that all, it all works and they have to make sure that the code base isn't going to break. And I know there's a mm -hmm. hundred other things they have to look at, but it's mm -hmm. not an impossible thing. Yeah. And yeah. I, the one thing I do wonder is like, uh, cause like they've taken this basically gone dark for four or five, maybe six months when the update actually does come out and like they were releasing the patches pretty slowly and there wasn't necessarily a ton of content before where like i wonder if they actually got to this stuff like i wonder yeah. if it's just going to be like a bug fixing update but the new content's just like the next gen version and a couple of free dlcs like i yeah. wonder if the police ai stuff is in this yet or is that like an end of 2022 thing yeah, it might be. It might be. And and that was kind of the feeling I had when when this came out. So I don't know, un, in, in such an unprepared state. And yeah. then all of a sudden it seemed like every time they were working on things, other things were breaking. That that is an example of a code base that is like spaghetti. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like every time they go to change anything and Kev said it himself like a, a little bit ago that every time they change anything, they break something else. Yeah. And they, they do not have a solid foundation. Like a game that has a really solid foundation is something like Fortnite, because a lot yeah. of the people working on Fortnite are also probably directly connected to the team that made the Unreal Engine. And that code base is very solid. They can take anything and add it into that code base and yeah. very easily, seemingly, and I know they've got a big team, but very easily work in new concepts and new functions into that mm -hmm. code base and and it seems to work and it doesn't really break too much and they're able to implement stuff very very fast like mm -hmm, a new yeah. movie comes out and they're like oh, that's a good idea let's make that a thing in the game and they just make it happen because yeah. the code base is so solid and this game it just seemed like from the very beginning that they like the development team never got to a place where they had a very solid code base it's like the whole thing was yeah. just like a rickety foundation and 
the feeling I've gotten is that they've been firming up that foundation for the last year and we can't see that that's all underground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so anything that we're going to actually get, it's going to be very hard for them to explain that. Yeah. Yeah. Because how do you tell somebody who's wanting, you know, a garage and, you know, new hairstyles and or the ability to change stuff or cops to chase you? I'm sorry, we can't get you that stuff right now when it seems pretty easy to us because they've had to spend the last, again, six months now still firming up the under underneath stuff just so that they yeah. can have that stuff on top because they know as soon as they have that stuff on top, everything else just crumbles down. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, just, no, definitely. It's I it's a dilemma. It's almost like similar to the whole like Bethesda needs a new engine argument. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, just like people are just like, oh yeah, just get, just a, new get a new engine. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, right. that's like a big thing. Like, yeah. Like a couple dollars. Well, it's, yeah, it's yeah. part of why 76 <laughs> took, what, two, three years for them to get mm -hmm. to the place where it's as stable it yeah. is now for them to start yeah. actually adding stuff on top of it. It's, yeah. it's because it just wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and it, it was. 76 was actually surprisingly ambitious um, to be built on what, you know, current engine they had. And I feel like a lot of people, they, they don't see that because they see the problem. They say it needs a new engine. Whereas they did something like 76 like at the launch, it was atrocious. Uh, and, and people, you know, saw that immediately it's the engine's fault. And the fact is three years later, the game runs fine on yeah. what they had it's not an engine thing it's it's the the groundwork that where the game is built off of right 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 yeah it takes yeah. time to get an engine firm enough to create that foundation to build other stuff on top of and this is something i've been trying to inform people about as as well it's it's the ship of theseus thing or um, imagine a car imagine you get a vintage car and you slowly replace all the different parts of the car you take out the engine block, you take out the transmission, you take out the, the brakes and then eventually the, the tires and then the steering wheel and the seats. And then eventually all you've got is the shell of the car and it still looks like a, you know, a 57 Chevy. But then you replace the actual shell of the car with a brand new car. At what point is it no longer a 57 Chevy? Yeah. Yeah. You've replaced the entire thing. It's a new car. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like video game engines are the same thing. You, eventually, you, you, if you replace enough of the core components of the, the code, it's no longer the same code base. It's a completely yeah. different engine. Um, yeah. and, and that's what they've been doing with the creation engine. That's why they're calling the new one for Starfield 2.0 is because at some point there's barely a shred of any code in there that's been left over from the original code base. Yeah, which actually yeah. fun fact on that topic, relevant kind of, uh, What's that? The boat, the USS Constitution, right? That's the boat from. So, like, I was fortunate enough to go to Boston in 2021, and I went on the USS. And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's like the oldest still sailing ship or whatever." And they're like, "Yeah, but like 93% of the wood has been replaced." So like, wait, what? Yeah, that's like, right. that's like, I don't <laughs> count really still. Like, wow. I don't, that's like the vast majority of the boats new still. Right. Well, yeah. it still looks the same. It still looks the same yeah. shape, but it's yeah. not actually yeah. the same boat. Yeah. And another thing, uh, like, I think that's worth mentioning, or I think could be a factor in all this with cyberpunk is the people working on this aspect of the game when it comes to the update and the next gen version has been gradually declining. Like they've been shifting more, well, based on their past two earnings calls, more and more people are being shifted to work on the expansions. Mm -hmm. So I wonder mm -hmm. if that ends up having an impact or if it doesn't and like this framework was kind of built out in the first half of uh 2021 and then now in the second half they're kind of adding on top of it they don't need as much manpower necessarily but yeah, yeah i don't know just another interesting factor in that that's a good question and and what what is the boundary for expansion and base game like do the expansions bring things like customizability yeah. mm -hmm. you know because sometimes yeah. they do and sometimes they don't is the yeah. expansion just story and new new zones or, or whatever, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like is the police overhaul an expansion one, right. Or, or is it an update to the game? Yeah. Like, well, how do they, how do you know. define that? You know, how do you yeah. frame yeah. each of those pieces? <laughs> A year later, they've, they've learned to drive their car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the marketing thing. Is that like uh, training in Zion city for the police officers has, <laughs> has been revamped by the new chief of police. Yeah. That's like the trailer too. the trailer is just, you see this cop car door open and like a guy gets in and then the trailer ends, you know, coming <laughs> and in 2010, <laughs> new chief of police, <laughs> chief Jones is cracking down on crime. 
Yeah. He's like hitting his like cyber baton in his in his like metal hand. <laughs> One of those awkward advertisements you always see driving around the city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's locking up some some uh, yeah some street kid up again. You know, putting him in the thing, and then he turns to the camera and goes, "Don't do drugs. <laughs> don't kill lots of people. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't murder. Don't be a murder hobo." Yeah. Oh man. Well, guys, we're getting close to the end of the show. Here's where I want to end it. I want to hear from you what you want like in your perfect world where does this game go in the next year by like this time next year like where where is the state of the game starting 2023 starting 2023 yeah in a year from now not this next expansion but by the like if we were to get back together in january of 2023 and have this conversation again what things would you be saying like, oh, man, I'm so glad they released this this year or yeah. I can't wait for the update in February when they're going to give us this thing like and this could be like anything like this could be as crazy as you want it or it could be totally like eh, this might be possible or this might be where the DLC is going. I think this might be a legit thing or I hope it's going here. Like, what do you, what do yeah. you think? I think uh, I think like patch 1.5 will deliver like I think people will like it'll do what it needs to do to get people excited about cyberpunk again and then i imagine throughout 2022 we get the dlcs they'll do like more updates where they add in things like transmog etc um but i think like all the big crazy stuff like the first expansion i think will this time next year i imagine will know the release date and be excited because it's a few months away for the first expansion okay so you don't think we're gonna see it at all this year you think no, I would like be, this I would time be next year we'll be like, oh, good. They're finally going to release the expansion in yeah. April. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like before E3. So, well, E3 might be dead, but if E3 is still around, it'll be before E3. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I think we'll get like a gradual year. Like the big moment will be patch 1.5 and Q1. And after that, I think it'll just be occasional feature additions, et cetera, et cetera, like with some of those updates and the free DLCs will probably trickle out throughout the year. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's what I could hope for. And like, you know how um, ESO does their expansions? I, I feel like they, they have such a genius because they have like the whole story throughout the whole year. And then they usually end it on uh, shebang. And um, I feel like if Cyberpunk could ideally by the two year mark have like, I don't know. I want to be hopeful and believe that that's when the expansion <laughs> yeah. will like will drop. Like I feel like they they can't just relaunch. You know, it's only January still, and if they launch the, at one point five, even in February or March, I feel like it's not like you can't just go another year. Like it, yeah. it, like you'll generate so much hype, and then it's just going to come crashing down, and then the expansion will come out, and people will be like, yeah, but. You know, Starfield's out now. You know, yeah. why would I go back to revisit uh, this old game that is bad? And, you know, it's it, it won't be like the game's not even bad as it is right now. But I feel like, it. you know, you get that um, that face value at the beginning and, and people are going to roll with it for its lifetime, just like 76. So, I mean, if they ideally launch, you know, like you said, small trickles of, of, of DLC throughout the year, you know, maybe a little more than a car or a jacket, yeah, but, yeah. something <laughs> right. more fun, something more playable. And then it, maybe by the end of 2022 launch, and expansion. I'm hoping to see them put Seattle in the game. They tease Seattle. I'm like, I better see a cyberpunk Seattle. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. A cyberpunk sky needle. Yeah. Yeah. With like laser beams shooting out of it at the sky. And see, that's the fun city, right? That's where you go to do your part-time jobs. Yeah. 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 Man. Oh man, you got me thinking about like multiple things. Um and okay. multiplayer also. Like complete X Factor. Like who knows? Maybe before the end of twenty now that's like they said they're going to do this whole gradual addition. It's not going to be like a big release. They're going to graduate maybe multiplayer stuff. So it's coming this year. Yes. I mean, that could be just like maybe the expansions next year, but you could do like co-op or, so, or I don't know. Hey, that'd PvP, be cool. I, I don't know. That'd be cool. Like it would be interesting. Co-op through the story would be great. Even if it's, yeah. even if there's just no dialogue for the second person, just being able to run around together with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fine. I mean, at least it's something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see what they're going to do because I, I know their stuff like they, they've been planning, you know, like they've mm -hmm. got stuff in the works. But I, I think you're right. I think 
if if it goes another year before we get any real significant content, they're up against Starfield. Starfield is like the 800 pound gorilla. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, that's it's yeah. freaking Bethesda. Finally, after like a decade. Well, I mean, I guess Fallout 4 was the other big release, but it wasn't as big as Skyrim. Like this is this is their seven years in development. Huge game sci fi. Like next gen only, like Microsoft money marketing behemoth. Oh, so excited. You know, like uh, uh, after a year that we got the end of like the Expanse TV show, and like everybody's ready for a new space game that's going to be an awesome Bethesda RPG. Like we're all ready for it. We've heck, we've all went back and bought out another version of Skyrim because we're all just ready for another Bethesda (laughs) game to play. We're all just (laughs) waiting. Right. And, and and to, to, to do some sort of update after that comes out, like everyone's going to be like, yeah, I'll get to it after I'm done playing Starfield. And then like, you know, a thousand hours later, maybe, you know, like, yeah, yeah, 10 years later, like it's, that's tough. Not to mention two years of other games that have come out that are grabbing, grabbing for our attention and everything else. Um, it's a, it's a hard sell. It's a really hard sell, which even like you're making me think about it now. Like we obviously don't really have any clue. Just Q1 is, uh, the next gen stuff and the patch, but like, Elden Ring is like going to yeah. be a super relevant yeah. factor if they wait to, or if they get to the end of Q1 that mm-hmm. like, I imagine that would be like a lot of people that would have reinstalled might not if they're deep into Elden Ring and Dying Light right. 2. Yeah. Dying yeah. Light 2 is big too. huge. Yeah. 500 hours they were talking about. That's nuts. Yeah. The game is insane. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> who has all the time to do this? Um, man. <laughs> Yeah, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff to get to. I'm excited about all these games. Um, I know I'm, I'm going to be trying to play them and hopefully have a chance to talk with them with our community and stuff. Uh, but guys, thank you for joining me on the show. This has been an awesome conversation. Um, I know we have people in our chat asking like, hey, where do I follow these guys? Uh, Juicehead, where can people follow you? What are you doing? What What's going on? What, what do you want to share about yourself? I follow me on YouTube. You could just type in Juice Head and hopefully I'll pop up for sure. Yeah, you do. Um, you do your shop. <laughs> you, yeah. you pop up. You're right at the top. <laughs> and um, I make Fallout content, Cyberpunk content. Uh, what else? Skyrim sometimes. As of late, Skyrim, Skyrim Anniversary Edition. But uh, yeah, in the next few weeks, hopefully a bunch of top 10, top 20 mods of 2021 for Cyberpunk, Skyrim, Fallout than any other game I could think of. But nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, a lot of my community is into modding and stuff. So I'm sure they'll they'll go look you up. That's awesome. And uh Kev, how can people find you? So you guys could like follow me on like MSN or whatever. Like that'd be really cool. <laughs> um my YouTube channel is <laughs> Kev do it. AOL uh, chat. I'm sure if, like if you type it in, you know, juice heads might be above my channel, but it'll be right underneath it. And I just I just gotta create everything. I do dabble in cyberpunk, especially when they do updates and stuff, but uh yeah, a lot of Fallout and Saints Row, Days Gone. <laughs> There's anything that tickles my fancy. So, oh, so I also stream on Twitch here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kev DeWitt and and G said, go look them both up. Drop them a drop them a sub. Uh, tell them tell them robots sent you. <laughs> In the little comments <laughs> with a little funny smiley face or something. Um, guys, this has been awesome. Thanks for joining me and we'll have to have you back on and hey, maybe you can join me on some of the other shows because we all play the same game. So that would be awesome. I mean, I think it would be fun. I mean, we might be all very deep into Starfield, but like what you said, mm-hmm. a year from now, looking back at yeah what we predicted in this episode in yeah. one year on Cyberpunk, that could be super yeah. interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I'll keep that in mind. We'll, uh, I'll put it back in the, you know, the old yeah. noggin to, to try to schedule that in. A year from now um but awesome stuff guys and you know where to reach me robotsradio.net for all the different shows on the network and of course you can check out my shows i'm streaming either podcasts or playing games every night of the week except for saturdays on the robots radio youtube and twitch and facebook and everywhere and uh you guys know where to do that so i will see you guys tomorrow night when we're gonna do our elder scrolls lore cast which got pushed back from tonight and our elder scrolls we do this thing after the elder scrolls lore cast where we all log in we take off all of our gear and our weapons we run around as a naked mob <laughs> and we try to complete all of the quests 
as a naked mob, which is hilarious because it's an MMO. So if you're running around as an MMO and you see a bunch of naked people run by punching enemies to death, it's pretty silly. So um, join us tomorrow night. That'll be tomorrow. And until then, stay safe in Night City. I'll see you guys later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Are you a fan of Elden Ring? Are you confused about the lore as pretty much everyone else? We've got you covered. Check out the Elden Archives, a lore podcast that helps to explain every little confusing detail about the lands between. Things like what exactly happened on the Night of the Black Knives, or what we really know about characters like Nicola. Just like the show you're listening to now, we're on the Robots Radio Network, so you know it'll be good. Wondering how to find the show? Easy. Either go to robotsradio.net or search Elden Archives on whatever podcatcher you're using right now. Bookmark the show for later, and we'll see you in the lands between. Again, that's The Elden Archives, from Soft Lorecast, available everywhere.